Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to Secret Friends Unite Podcast, episode 445. This is your guide to the geek side. And I am <gasps> your host, along with a mini co-host this week. I'm Todd Oxtra, joined by Mini Elvira, as we I are getting just... into shock. October this week and that is with that, Todd's that's Todd's lady love yes. he's always in order oh my goodness she's got a drink in her hand and she is ready to podcast with us um, until we get the real Ivira on this podcast this will have to do but now, I am joined by the spectacular Charlie Carden do we have to give her um, uh, uh, per diem for being here does she get residuals from was that in her contract like her well, her, her avatar earns money Based on her action figure that I bought, so I think that's about as as uh, I think she got paid already. Okay, gosh, yes, exactly. Yeah, the, the gravy train stops here. I am good. It's Sunday. It was eighty two in Grand Rapids today. We actually visited eighty nine uh, in Minnesota. What is the de- you guys are you you guys are the the psychotic girlfriend of weather in the United States? You're the super hot, or super cold. Mother Nature's <laughs> on cocaine. <laughs> Or crack, oh or a crystal meth, or a fentanyl. I don't know. All you are cocktail. you are a Katy Perry song of weather because I'm hot when you're cold. Do 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 do. That's you guys going through menopause. Mother Nature. Oh, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to provoke Mother Nature that way. No, it was a really nice day. We went. I we actually went on to an artisan market where uh, our son Nathaniel, who he makes oddities and curiosities. That's a hobby of his. He was vending and he like. Is he stuffing things and like pickling brains? He's he's actually literally learning how to do taxidermy. It's an interest of his. Interesting. I is he think catching the things or is he just finding them? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I picked up a few things and, and we had the same conversation at Mother's Day brunch earlier this year. I said, because we had just watched the, uh, the, the Dahmer thing on uh, Netflix. Oh, God. I'm like, dude, you so realize one of the first signs? I'm like, you realize it's gonna be a dead giveaway if you end up being a <laughs> being a serial killer. You're already doing all this stuff and hobbies be, to hobbies to be, avoid if you're a serial killer that it yeah, makes so it obvious. It'll be mom and me on TV saying, Well, he was always such a perfectly normal boy. <laughs> I en- I enjoy picking up uh, a roadkill and texting oh, me. Oh my god. Oh, anyway, but yeah, no, we're yeah, lunch in the spooky season. We got a lot of great stuff planned. Uh, uh, we have our first film to talk about, which was a hoot. I, it was my pick. It was from back in the day, so we'll get into that uh, in segment three. But let's kick things off. We've got some exciting changes with our Patreon, but very excited that the WGA strike was settled this week. We got our writers back to work. You're going to be watching uh, Colbert coming back, Seth Meyers, Late Night, hopefully The Daily Show, all actually th- like tomorrow. Like this yes. week, you'll be watching those shows again. So I'm very I'm very excited about that because I've always enjoyed those, but glad those people are getting what they need. But the SAG after strike is ongoing in day 91. Uh, we've always been very supportive of those folks and will continue to be. Uh, I believe there is another meeting for those folks coming up yeah. this week or in the next couple weeks um yeah, so we'll that, talk about that yeah, in, yeah we'll talk about that in the news section kind of get everybody yeah. see what's going on in the world yeah, of yeah. News. but yeah yeah absolutely we're making progress I like it. But anyway, as always, please visit entertainmentcommunity.org if you are able to contribute and help these folks out while they struggle for their livelihood. So uh, speaking of livelihood, our livelihood is uh, granted to us by the good folks who support us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite. Todd and Mark and I 
put our collective little heads together uh, and came up with some new uh, combinations of levels of support. Todd, I don't know if we want to go through these or just refer people yeah, to the website. I, yeah, go yeah, for it. Yeah, it's probably easiest here versus sending out messages because, you know, as people listen to this, if you're interested in Patreon, we decided that, you know what, we probably need to make this a little more affordable. It's it, Times are tough for everybody, and we want to make sure you enjoy it, and we want to make sure you can contribute if you can, and you get the most bang for your buck when you do. So we've kind of changed our tiers a little bit. We've retired some tiers, but I'll, I'll break these down. So basically we created a $1 tier. Basically this is just for, for folks who want to just say, thank you for what you do. Here's a dollar. And because of that, you're going to be a new secret. You're going to be a member of the secret friend squad. We're going to give you a digital high five and we're going to say, thank you. That's think about it. Yeah. Like Homer Simpson and his robo dialer, happy dude, please send me a dollar. Don't be like Mr. Burns and say, hmm, I think I'd be happier with the dollar. Give it to Secret <laughs> Friends Unite. We love you. If you enjoy our stuff, uh, we enjoy that. Um, yes. I'll cover then, the next one. I'll cover the okay. next one, Todd. At $2 sure. was an existing tier. We call that the besties tier. You get all the audio access and access to our exclusive Patreon Discord channel where we're talking about fun stuff and uh, enjoying. And then, Todd, where do we go from there? Yeah, for five bucks, uh, this is our basically, we'll call it our new top tier. It's the Friends with Benefits. It's all audio video uh, content. It's uh, shout outs that you're going to get if you're part of that tier um, on this podcast. You're going to get assigned a special ability and you're going to get access to our Patreon Discord channel. So um, the great news is so the folks who are in that channel already will get new benefits because they're going to get a shout out on the show, which is pretty cool. Um, and then the, uh, we are obviously are retiring um, uh, the $10 tier. And then the $5 tier, we basically said we're capped. People can stay in that 10, that $15 tier if they want to, but by all means move to the $5 tier because you're getting the, you know, there's no new benefits for the older tier. So we want to thank those folks who did, um, uh, subscribe. And if you were a subscriber and you went away because it was too expensive, please check us out again. Yes. We love it. And they're going to have, have more yeah. stuff coming. Right. Yeah. You got it. <clears throat> you got it. So, uh, as always, uh, our friends with benefits tier, this is a new readout uh, of some folks who have been, a lot of them who have been supporting us from the beginning. Uh, our pal Corey in HD, John Sadorf, the lovely Phoenix Sisters cosplay. That's our friend Kelly G uh, and her partner. Uh, bang! I love this. Banger, bang, McBanger, the third banger, son of banger, the house of bangers, a.k.a. Brendan Myers. The winter uh, yeah. gamer, yes. <laughs> the winter I went through it. You know, I went through this because I recorded Code 47 earlier today. I couldn't say all that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. our, That's I'll an start. inside joke uh, yes. because uh, our good friend, uh, Joe, uh, over at PlayStation Trophy Room, Mr. Badbit, he hates oh, the term goodness. banger. So Brendan also supports them, and he just wants them to say the word banger. So it's almost like an inside joke that we have now picked up. I uh, don't know if we'll say all of that every week, Brendan, but uh, glad we got to say it. Yes, you, got, you had your moments on uh, the BFF tiers, which is largely unchanged. Uh, Sean Stella and Henry Nias, the delightful Nias family, my dear friend and frequent contributor, Missy Merchant and Andy Milliken. And Todd, new spotlight this week. We did do this over on uh, over on Code 47, but we'll get the unique uh, SFU bent on it, so go for it. Yeah, D-Trovi. So thank you for being um, part of our team. Uh, D-Trovi is part of the, we call it now, the the, the besties. And we're going to just give D-Trovi the, the special treatment this week. I, I, thank you I will, you know, and veterans. because we're giving him a superpower, we will skip the secret identity. D-Trovi is my very dear friend, Derek Trevelyan, right uh -huh. here in Grand Rapids. 
Uh, he is my figure collecting friend. If you see behind me, uh, Derek has uh, helped me collect a lot of these. I've helped him collect a lot of his. I'm kind of the man on the street where he's the guy behind the computer gets me all my Hasbro full stuff. So if I was give him a superpower, um, I would liken him to the collector from either Marvel Comics or the Simpsons. So he has a magnificent collection of strange and unusual bits and collected wild technologies that helps him in his collecting efforts. Very good. Very good. Not like collecting people and putting them into uh, like Cena, Lucy Lawless, not that type of collector. No, yes, not the exactly. yeah, we're not going to take it to that level with the with the Simpsons guy, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is not really Elvira folks, just to let you know. This is I didn't like shrink her or anything, so right. I'm not that type of collector. Um uh well, I'm going to give Derek a great ability because it's something you could definitely use. It happens all the time. I'm going to make Derek his superpower is he is immune to paper cuts reading comics, things. Just imagine that, child. You never got another paper cut ever again. Wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, you can get other kind of cuts, right? Like, what's the what's the threshold? Just actual paper, like, but otherwise, yeah, I can still get cut if somebody stabs me or something. Correct. But just you're not immune. you're not immune to knives. Ah, it's awesome. <laughs> Unless a knife is made out of paper, all knives are still your enemy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, speaking of, and again, Derek, thank you very much. Derek lives right here in EGR, and he's a good buddy of mine. We've been friends for several years, and again, uh, we bird dog for each other when it comes to the very unproductive habit of being an action figure collector, which you can admire behind me if you're watching us on YouTube. But speaking of cuts, uh, there's somebody in our uh, "We Got This Covered" segment uh, from March 2nd of 1976, just a couple of weeks shy of when I was born. Um, but this is the Tomb of Drag. He doesn't want to get cut by that big, that looks like a wood knife. I don't know. What's going on here? Okay. So the Tomb Dracula, Lord of Vampires. Um, I, you know, this one actually passed the comics code because apparently I thought vampires weren't cool, but they, I guess they are. Uh, basically, it says, this is it. The most requested story of all. Blade, the Vampire Slayer. Battles, Hannibal King, the Vampire Detective. We've got the two of them finding out. Dracula's in the background looking uh, scary. And then someone's in the ground. Not 100 sure what happened to him, but I'm assuming it's uh, hijinks ensued because of uh, uh, a misunderstanding of something. Um, he dropped, he dropped his hat. Um, this he, is the old blade, though, Charlie. This is the one with like the weird green goggles. Does it look at all yeah. like Wesley Snipes? It's very right. weird. And he's wearing a trench coat. Now, I find two things on this cover, which, of course, you can see if you're watching us on YouTube, to be dubious. Now, upper right-hand corner under the issue number uh, and above the Comics Coast tab, we get Comic Book's number one fear magazine. Where you know where's the marketing analysis of that one? I find Is that I find that to be it's creepy like the competition. Creepy. I find that to be a very. And- Stan Lee, like a certain, as do I do what is uh, left of center here. Uh, this is it, the most requested story of all. By whom? Are there really people writing in, oh man, I've been reading this comic for, you know, 44 issues, but I might just not drop another quarter unless I see Blade fighting Hannibal King, the vampire detective. It just, I don't know, it, Charlie, you know, all those people that wrote up. their letter to the editor five months right. ago <laughs> requested yeah, right. it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not buying it. Lots of, I'm not lots buying of Blade it. stands out there, you know. Uh, but anyway, yes, he's fighting, he's fighting Hannibal King, who is uh, assuming he's, I believe he's wearing a white shirt because you can see the, the cuff outside of his trench coat looks just like Constantine, right? Does it Constantine, did he fight vampires as well or just whatever came along? All supernatural. All supernatural. Yeah. The, Constantine's, the, the uh, supernatural. Yeah. I love um, it. Well. Please. Uh, just a quick question, though. It says Hannibal King, the vampire detective, meaning he just 
detected vampires. Like he just like he all only investigated vampires. Like, I assume. Cases, I mean, like, took Ryan a Reynolds case? played Hannibal King in um, Blade Three. Oh, so. don't believe I saw it. I don't know. Could could be it could be a topic for a bad trip to the movies with the Cardinals. Of which, speaking of Patreon, we are gearing up doing our next one, which is going to be Todd. I almost don't want to tell you. Do you want me to tell you? Want me to keep sure. a big surprise? Sure. It's going to be. Hold your breath. Following up Catwoman, 2019's Cats. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that the butthole edition? <laughs> <laughs> I will I will let you tune in. We're going to uh, record and publish that uh, this weekend. So if you're listening oh, to this, I, what a great time to join our Patreon. I thought we were going to go for like the, the, that, that classic steel Shaquille O'Neal superhero film. We could. I The next one up was supposed to be Battlefield Earth, which I've not seen. But um, I had to spend $4 to rent oh, it. And, I saw um, that. I decided to move it to the bottom of the stack, so maybe the next time we go invest, it's it's found its way around to being on streaming again. But anyway, um, Scientology someone, handbook, <laughs> science, yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness! Well, somebody who was probably around dropping a quarter uh, on this book back in 1976 was our even then senior news correspondent at uh, 76 years of age, now 123 years young. Madam Webb is down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, bringing us the latest news in our news segment with Madam Webb. So let's do it. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Tina. Well, Tina, in the world of strikes, we know that you were a uh, try to be a strike breaker. You come out, try to show them all of your uh, hot old ladiness, and you hopefully you distract them enough that they come back to work because they need money to court you. That did not work, Madam Webb. And so you, you know what? Like, you, uh, and you, yeah. you know what you did just now? You revealed that her first name is Tina. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, did I do that? It's okay. I like it. Tina, Tina Webb. Webb. Madam Tina <laughs> Webb. Oh, 445 episodes. We finally, because she's been with it's us. It's probably Katrina, and then she gets someone by Tina. Yeah, Tina. Yeah, like yeah. Tina Marie. There you go. All right. What do we got? Yeah. So uh, essentially, we've got an update on multiple ends of strikes. So uh, the first good news is, as we talked about the intro, intro of the show, the writer strike ended. And apparently, I mean, after 146 days, and it kind of went all wrong for the studios because they got more out of this than they initially proposed. And that's not good from a uh, negotiation standpoint. It doesn't show that you're actually, you, you made a good decision. Was it worth it? No, you lost a lot of money and now you're behind. And essentially they had all the, the Raiders had all the leverage. So they got um, basically, better uh better uh better writing rooms so they got more mm -hmm. writers in writing rooms they have no they have basically a uh, full uh ability to not approve ai to be used they also mm -hmm. um got better salaries uh better healthcare rights all of these things are good for the writers and they're actually going to get also get to see behind the scenes on how many people are actually watching these shows and they're going to get residuals so i mean Come on, Bob Disney, all these guys, Tom Apple, I don't know, whoever else is involved in this. I mean, I, I just feel like this was all for naught. Yeah, I yeah, and, and remember remember that they're hubris when this was all getting rolling, and maybe this was was more consummate with the SAG after strike starting, which is still going on. I'll talk about it in a moment. They were like, "Oh, we're just going to starve them out," and by the time we get to the end of the year, they won't have any choice. I love to see. These, you know, mustache twirling villains in their ivory towers get knocked down a peg. Power to the workers. These, th there would be no entertainment industry without people who create entertainment. It's not these studio muckety muck dick nuts 
pardon the expression, who well, are wait, just they don't write all the shows. They, yeah, exactly. They're making all the millions because, you know, they're they're again, they're sitting in their ivory towers. They're kind of big jerkwads. So I do not. Uh, this is I mean, it, you know, this is a win for humanity. As far as I'm concerned, this is fantastic. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, so the big impact of this, we'll see like more like talk shows, shows that have writers come on. We will not see actors uh, probably on these shows unless they're talking about like, you know, funny stories back in when they were growing up. Right. Uh, I mean, it's we'll the get- same, yeah, the same thing that we saw on, um, you know, like a, at Star Trek Las Vegas that, yeah, you had actors on, but they're still talking about like, hey, this was my experience with blah, blah, blah. So maybe athletes, maybe musicians will be most of the guests. So we'll right, see that. Exactly. That's good. Um, the, the, now we'll have scripts will be starting to be written. Um, right. I, I've heard one good thing out of this that maybe we'll get some more spec scripts, which basically are spec scripts are essentially original ideas from writers that aren't tied to any properties or IP, meaning we right. might get actually more original ideas coming in no they're gonna do that that's completely exactly uh the only bad thing is uh don't expect anything to actually start up for production until the writer's strike gets solved so the 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 the, the actor strike you mean yes the actor strike so that leads us into the actor strike charlie so exactly the writers now to the there you go and as i had mentioned it looks like there is going to be a new meeting uh for the the striking sag act for workers uh starting uh tomorrow which would be yesterday by the time you're listening to this on tuesday um and one would certainly hope uh that uh the folks on the opposite side, the studios uh, um, of the sag for people would be of a similar mindset that they simply want to resume doing business because, yeah, how much how, how much more of the thumb screws uh, can they come down? Now, I'm not necessarily privy um, to exactly the fact if SAG-ACTRA has extremely unusual demands. I doubt it. Um, but again, it all it all comes right down to a matter of how much are you willing to invest studios and Tim apples of the world um, so that you can continue to have an industry and continue to have a, a chance to make any profits at all? You know, yeah, that, you know, we, we joke time and again, like, Hey, you know, this means that, you know, Tim Apple doesn't get another, you know, latinum covered, you know, bathtub in his eighth mansion. You know, there's, there's plenty to go around. Uh, everybody consumes entertainment media, at least that I'm aware of in one way, shape or form and revenues are generated and the people who make it possible should be compensated for that. It's just, it's, it's, it's as simple as humanly possible, but yeah. Um, the, 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 the greed and avarice that is the human race gets in the way of that. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for, uh, a, you know, a decent resolution to this. Yeah. They're looking for, you know, percentage increasing, uh, for things like residuals. They're looking for, uh, obviously dealing with the artificial intelligence and the, uh, extremely reprehensible, uh, you know, Hey, as background extra, we'll scan your face and you, you forever and you're not getting any money haha what yeah 11 increase in pay is what the actors are asking for um the residuals is probably the biggest part because right yeah. now we're hearing that like oh suits is the biggest show on netflix right now and actors are literally getting nothing for that versus when it was on the network because at the point at right. the time when they made their deal streaming wasn't actually alive at the point right so exactly. they didn't have to do anything because they weren't obligated so that's gonna right. be a big part they're gonna want to know they're gonna see the numbers like how yep. how many minutes hours whatever are watched how so popular Bob is Disney my show shares, yeah. like oh this this most recent thing was 14 million people watched Okay, well, that's 
kind of bad that they actually said that because now they have something to base it on. So right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can if you can math it. But you know what? I, I think Disney's going to be OK. The only thing that's killing them right now is that they're not they're not making content. Well, um, no, Disney's in a bad spot because Disney is um, about forty six billion dollars in debt. Um, they overpaid for streaming content. So the, actually, that's why they're getting rid of crap. Um, and they yeah. have to find a way to make streaming profitable because right now it's not. They went all in on Disney Plus. And right. while the theme True. parks are very um, profitable, it's the fact that they are now not getting paid by cable for all those revenues. They own ESPN. All of those mm. subscriptions are coming down. So th- they're basically finding that their income is exceeding or uh, their their expenses are exceeding their income. So they have to figure out a way to make this work. Uh, but it's because of their own fault that they went all in on streaming, realizing yeah. how are they actually going to make money? The underpants gnomes uh, business model, <laughs> not a good plan. The underpants uh, plus, uh, what is it? Plus socks equals profit. What, how does that work again? It, it, well, basically it's underwear. Uh, Blank, blank profit. profit. Yeah, there's no right. like, how do you get that? Well, underpants. Yeah. Um, it's, the other it's not, part, it's Charlie, not streaming. Yeah, the other part that's really big that's going to have to get solved out is that whole AI thing for like primary actors. Yeah, yeah. Their Absolutely. voice oh, right. and their image. So you think about like uh, anybody like, oh, we're just going to put them in this film and do mo-capping on another actor and use their face. And now we don't have to worry about them. Or they're over like James Earl Jones. Like he actually sold his vocal uh, likeness yeah. to basically be used. But yeah. Hollywood basically could decide if it's not covered to just do with anybody. And yeah, right. You can't sue us. But, yeah. You, so that's you like got, the big yeah. one. You got to put bumpers on it. So, well, I'm glad and I, and I'm excited uh, to follow this. And even though obviously we're a week behind, uh, yeah. we will, we will be talking to you about it. now. There's one more looming. Todd is not the video yeah. game strike. Exactly. And that's the big part that because of this, we're hearing about more and more groups organizing, unionizing to strike. And SAG-AFTRA, the video game industry, kind of like has been excluded from all of this. So this is not Hollywood. This is actually going after the video game companies who make video games, who have voice actors, and the fact that people are, once again, getting screwed, not getting paid well. We talked about, like, you know, the the amount they get paid is there's not really a set standard. Um, And because of that, they are, they voted to indeed strike. Now, nothing has happened yet. So the question is, are they going to, and will Microsoft, Sony, um, Nintendo all come to the table and act in good faith, considering the video game industry has never been more profitable? Will they do that? I don't know. I hope they do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, for the people, my friend, for the people. So, well, good stuff. All right. Well, we will, uh, again, keep following that and we will bring it right back to you. So, all right. What else have we got? The end of Halloween, Todd? Not, you know, that's the thing. We we did get Halloween ends, but apparently that was just a suggestion, not actually. So it's been modified in the market to be Halloween ends? Yeah. So Malek Akkad is shopping Halloween movie and TV rights to bring Michael Myers back. So essentially, um, you know, originally Miramax had the rights, but now um, this Troncus International Films owns the rights to Halloween, which is so bizarre. I don't know how this works. Um, and, who, and, who right, the, and who the hell are they? Yeah, never heard of them. I, I don't know. I don't know them either. Uh, but essentially, 
there is now a huge bidding war, um, and A24 and Miramax are the main parties who are currently in battle for the TV rights. Now, the film rights, it would be interesting to go after this. How do they do this? Um, Also um, being bid against. So I I know, Charlie, like when it comes to like horror, no one is ever dead, even if you see a body or you didn't see a body. Well, think about think about uh, Chucky, for example, uh, who was never by simply a spirit. I mean, the whole the way that movie worked is some serial killer got killed in a department store and then he bled on a bootleg Chucky and then Chucky was possessed. And that's never going to end. So that's I mean, that's a story trope that can carry you through anything. Oh, it was a ghost. Oh, I was inhabited by a ghost. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, we we saw, I mean, so the last time we saw Michael Myers, spoilers if you didn't see Halloween Ends, he ended up in like one of those, uh, was it not a trash compactor, it was kind of like essentially like one of those shredders. Yeah, I thought they put him in like yeah. a car crusher it, kind of deal. With, it's or like maybe a shredder, yeah, it was a shredder, yeah, like shreds the metal and all that stuff. So did his blood then, like to your point, seep into the ground and it's going to make a pod person Michael Myers? There it's you go. Like, yeah, we, go we the water, love, we, turn everybody into Michael Myers. I don't know. love that. I mean, yeah, we love that one we watched a couple of years ago, the pod people with Donald Sutherland and a very young Jeff Goldblum. That was one of his first films. Yeah, so I, d- I don't really know, I mean, at this point, how this will work. I mean, the reason why these were so successful and were so exciting because it's like, oh, these are the official sequels to the original right. Halloween. Yeah, that was that was yeah that we, it was a trilogy that was leveraged yeah. on the fact that hey, you know, we went back to the drawing board, we threw out all the other sequels that made like, oh, you know, uh, Michael Myers was uh, was Jamie Lee Curtis's character's younger brother or whatever, and they threw all that shit out, and that's all well and good. So I love it how this this quote says there's a massive bidding war right now for television rights. Really. Who's saying it's a massive bidding war? You just to yeah. kind of make yourself sound like a big shot. It just seems a little ridiculous to me. Is is the hunger for this so much so that you know we would want to be like, oh, I'm watching a ten episode streaming series about Halloween. And it's just really kicking ass. I, no, it's a that's a movie kind of deal for me. It's like, oh, Mike Myers is there and now he's uh, shoving a fluorescent life through some old lady's eye socket. That's what you want to see, right? Well. Well, I mean, you can get away with more on TV, but we also, Charlie, remember the Friday the 13th, the series. Remember uh, that had barely. nothing to do with like Michael, uh, like, like uh, with Jason, but it was like haunted antiques. It was but so it weird. Could, yeah. So yeah. Halloween could simply refer to anything that happens it, on it Halloween. It could. It'd be like Season of the Witch, you know, that the third yeah. Halloween film, which John Carpenter did because he wanted to like say Halloween isn't just, you know, Michael Myers. No. It's kind of a thing of oh, around Halloween and all those. I, but I um, apparently, interesting. A, A24 is also making a Friday the 13th Jason Voorhees prequel on Universal and going to Peacock called Crystal Lake. So it sounds like there is thoughts of like, hey, with TV, you can try new ideas and milk the property in a new way that supports the streaming services. And then you have something big for a movie when it's available. So. Uh, maybe mm. that's where it would land. I mean, with Michael Myers, I mean, you could, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is I mean, too much or if there's new ideas. What you're, what you're just describing is kind of like the Filoni verse in Star Wars. He's milking it all together with Ahsoka and then bring Mando and, and, and bringing all the components together to then have his film. So, yeah, milk it on the streaming, you know, milk it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then get, get get a movie out of it. So uh, yeah, not? interesting. I, mean, I guess. I mean, if it's bad, I mean, let's let's say maybe it'll be better than the last two Halloween films. Uh, we did not enjoy oh, those. Yeah. But, you know, N- not a, not a, yeah. 
Could be. You'll, you'll only know to find out. Okay, moving right along. Uh, Apple uh, Plus, you and I were talking about this this week because I'm like, oh, morning show's coming back. Do you have Apple Plus right now? No, I let it run out. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> we're really motivated to get back to watching Apple. Uh, but they released the first trailer for Matthew Vaughn Spy Romp Argyle, not just a sock anymore. Um, killer cast, Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa. Do a leap, but still my beating heart. Bryce Dallas Howard, who I love. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen Sam Rockwell in something in a bit. He's Brian so Cranston. Good too. He he yeah. always makes everything better. He's like one of those I guys know. that just, you know. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's a little pop with Sam Rockwell. Brian Cranston, of course, we just finished watching uh Breaking Bad. Catherine O'Hara. Uh, John Cena. I love John Cena. I don't know why the hell I love John Cena so much. Uh, Dua Lipa again. <laughs> they haven't listed twice in the headline. Uh, Ariana DeBose and Samuel L. Jackson because he is, it's been 30 years and he's still in everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is, and- he is looking phenomenally old. Am I wrong? Like, oh, oh my no. God. I mean, and I think he's fine with that. I mean, and the great thing about this film, so it's Apple's actually getting into film production. So this is actually going to be in theaters yeah. first. Then go to um, to to the service later. And this is by Matthew Vaughn. So this Argyle movie. Yep. Uh, Matthew Vaughn made The Kingsman. He also did Wanted and things like that. So stylized stuff is what he does over the top. I love The Kingsman. And this movie is so weird because you've got, um, you know, our our star of this film. um, It's Bryce Dallas Howard. Dallas Bryce Howard, who's been a a director. But she basically is a writer. And everything she writes about the spy film, a spy series called Argyle, which is Henry Cavill's playing this character yep. in like her yep. imagination along John Cena. It's like a jo- it's like romancing the stone. If you remember that movie, exactly. which I love or that one of my mother's, recent, what, yeah, um, one of my mother's favorites, Sandy Bullock film that we just saw, you know, where she was, Oh, uh, with uh, yeah. Channing Tatum, where she's an author yeah. and gets mixed up in something. Yeah. 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 That's, so yeah, is, that's fun. So this is, and then Sam Rockwell's the real spy and basically everything, yeah. so everything you write becomes real. So Brian Cranston wants to basically have her continue to write and the, the this 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 trailer's hilarious. It's got yeah, no, I love action, it. very funny, a cat, and <laughs> oh, the cat stuff is great, right? Because it's one of yeah. those cat, one of those cat backpacks that has the window in it. I'd be terrible. When I put one of my cats in there, they'd flip out. My cat, I have one of three cats that ever runs out of the house. I was talking to some a political canvasser. We were having a chit chat, and while we were standing there for three minutes, the cat zipped out. Cat. And yeah. all she did is run to the right of my house, under my neighbor's truck. Back to, back in front of my neighbor's yard, back back under my car, back and <laughs> we did this for like five minutes, and I got April to come out with some cat treats down. The other cats don't give a shit. The other cats will be happy to die here because you know what? Outside sucks. There's nothing out there for you. Yeah, our cat <laughs> our cat goes to the garage and just sits there. I'm like, that's what you wanted to do. It, it, the the likelihood that you might get crushed by a car backing up or going into the fan of the car yeah not a good plan little girl good luck um, it's it's, it's yes. warm enough in here yes <laughs> yeah so this this just looks great and the, the the trailer ends with who the real asian argyle is so that's like the cliffhanger we don't yes. know who argyle is so it's going to be probably something it's going to be, be pedro off. pascal yeah mandalorian got yeah. it so this I, I comes this. This, i had yeah. no clue about this film happening nope. and I don't know if this date will change, but Apple really doesn't care because it's not like they yeah. have to worry about having constant uh, content. They yeah, because they know. Yeah, they're a little more like days. So, yeah, Feb, Feb, Feb 2 of 2024 and then at a later date on it. Apple Plus. So, yeah, I love it. Good deal. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, my. This trailer was nuts. And it was only like a minute. But it was like. A it was, teaser, yeah. Right? Re, yeah. Red Band trailer for the return 
of the Toxic Avenger, which I'm only kind of mildly aware of. That was a thing. Oh, there you go. Uh, original film uh, for, by Macon Blair in, oh no, Macon Blair making the new film. The 1984 Trauma. cult, yeah, cult classic. Um, but yeah, it teases the titular hero's incredible powers. He easily takes down a group of hostage takers called the Nasty Lads. This, I mean, this was rough. He walks in there and what's his main weapon? Like a mop, like a, a mop. glowing mop. Yeah. It's a glowing yeah, mop and then, in this one. Yeah, he takes a swipe of the first guy and tears his jaw off. And then you just see a montage from the outside of this building of windows and just blood splattering. And then a guy's body slams up again, blood flying everywhere as jacked. And then, yeah, it's it's clearly set in the past. And that's Peter Dinklage is is the Toxic Avenger. I mean, yeah, the yeah, cast is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah, it's it's uh, it's clearly set. It kind of reminds me of RoboCop. Kevin Bacon's uh, going to be in this, Charlie. Yeah. This is they great. Play, yeah. It looked like the, the, where they have the news people, but they're playing they're playing this one a little sillier. Remember in RoboCop yep. they had, you know, and uh, the Star Wars laser beam uh, went off by mistake today and, and nuked a part of Columbia. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, this looks great. Now, who, who's going to have this? Is it going to be in theaters or? So this is going to be in theaters and actually was already shown at Fantastic Fest. And the good news okay. is they, they, there's already reviews for this film out, which is, which is, and it got like, it's yeah. 94% uh, critical on Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my gosh. The only thing I That's heard hilarious. is like, they, they don't use, they use some digital like blood and effects versus just like being all practical, which yeah. to me, as long as it looks okay, I don't care. I'm not like one of those like horror heads that like everything's got to be like puppets and you know and like you know <laughs> uh, was right. it uh, syrup blood and stuff like that. I'm fine if it looks cool um, and, sure. and doesn't draw me out. But this one, they're going all in on just the gore and the camp. So this is kind of yeah. surprising considering the talent involved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. Cool. All right, uh, last story. Uh, I titled like your teaser X Men film before we t- before we hit retirement age. Um, so yeah, with the writer strike over, there was already buzz middle of the week uh, about Marvel being ready to hear pitches about the revival of the X Men franchise. The thing that is probably putting Disney a fair amount in debt debt is their huge purchase of Fox, which brought along the Fantastic Four, which they're already apparently actively engaged in producing a film for. And then, yeah, the X-Men is the one that's supposed to save everything with the big reboot. Now, Todd, you're the X-Men guy, so I'm going to let you speak to this. How does this How does this make you feel? It's it's kind of weird because right now they say they're just now taking pitches, which is scary to me because they've already laid out their um, timeline of, I think, the last thing that's been announced for... Mar- the MCU is what Secret Wars in 2026. Is that Has the last official thing? That far? Yeah, I suppose yeah, so. Yeah, because Fantastic Four is 2025, be... yeah. and 2026 is Secret Wars, I believe. Um, right. So there the you scary go. part is they're pitching ideas now, and they they've got already filling their portfolio of products they've projects they've already announced, plus things that are already in production, things that are going to fill in as they have gaps to go from there. This potentially might not even happen until like 2028. And I don't know what their approach will be. Obviously, whatever happens in Secret Wars will probably prime a lot of what we'll expect to see out of the X-Men. And I don't know if it means like everything else in the MCU just goes to sleep for a while and we focus on the X-Men. Because Charlie, I don't know how you're going to, how do you manage all of these strands and all of these right. things, and then say, oh, by the way, here is like the previously like biggest franchise for Marvel, and here you go. I mean, it yeah, seems right. like it would dominate it if you're not careful, right. or right. get watered down with a billion other things. I don't know how you manage it. Right, and, and it yeah, because 
that's what they seem to struggle with with on you know streaming uh and the fact that there's you know certainly over certainly got really since since uh endgame which is now four years gone by how things have just really kind of slid a little with with an occasional peak you know uh of of really high performing with marvel how things have just slid because the focus has diver- oh they're streaming now and that's where we're going to put stuff some of it is great and some of it's bad but you got to watch it all otherwise you don't know what's going on and uh, not everybody is is really down with that people still just like to go and enjoy a film and there might be something tangential that you can pick pick up from the previous one but other than that <clears throat> people just don't want to be that in the weeds so yeah, I, I just don't know how this could work, but yeah, it's a it's a tough push. I mean, the X Men franchise under Fox definitely went out. They went out with a rattle, and then what's below a rattle <laughs> as something continues to fall? It was a was a it hum. did it go? Does is it hit the ground and then like go into like a sub basement and, and then a sub basement? I mean, because we had uh, we had Apocalypse, which was crappy, and then we had Dark Phoenix which made Apocalypse look like it deserved an Oscar. Oh, my God. What a horrible film. I caught caught a few minutes, which I found fun. And then you had Logan. So it was like a mixed bag. It's like for and it was like for every good one, you got two bad ones. I mean, it really was that like so it's one one step forward, two steps back kind of in theory. Yeah. So, yeah. So so I don't know. But, you know, again, yeah. yeah. So we've already had the X-Men essentially had two takes on it so far yeah two I mean, complete is there a take yeah. you would like to see that you like feel like oh they really haven't covered this or they i'd love to see <sighs> a new focus on this you know i mean the tough one is the the, the most classic uh x-men spin is dark phoenix done to death please never touch it again they did days of future past to my regard that's my favorite x-men film and i could sit and watch that one time and again I find yeah, while nothing is flawless, I think it's pretty close. What are some other real big X Men arcs? Uh, you know, uh, the what am I thinking? What was the one with Calypso and the the mass, mutant massacre? That's a big one I can think of. It is. That seems like one um, though that you have to build into it because you have to say why is that happening and characters. Right. For, yeah, I mean, for, for a fall of the mutants or even um, more. Uh, current it was the krakoa the mutant nation or whatever i mean do you think they would tackle something that's not quite so classic i mean i don't i a fresher take on something that hasn't been touched at all i think you could do the initial like because we had first class but it wasn't covering like a lot of like ice i mean Iceman, angel um wasn't that the was true kind of like the all new x-men right they did that with that group so i don't know maybe they could do once again a hybrid of like we're going to bring in some classic x-men but some newer x-men to kind of uh but start from scratch yeah which would be interesting if if they didn't want to they could say you know we're just going all in the x-men have existed there's flashbacks to maybe how charlie xavier did his thing and had magneto but maybe yeah. that's the best approach don't start from scratch again but just right. go all in and say, this is our team. And this is how they came to be like the fantastic. I mean, Don't tell us the yeah. again. let's go. That all wor- yeah. yeah. That worked out well for uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, because you, exactly. you didn't see it again. It would be great if with the fantastic four, not to go off on a total another tangent, it was kind of the same thing. Like, Hey, you know, these yeah. guys have been around and uh, they happen after the blip. So they've been around, but it's, they've been around forever or whatever. They disappeared in the blip, right. As they were getting started, something like that. So I don't know, but again, we'd be looking to see this and, Five years? What what was the yeah. time frame they gave here? 
I mean, if we think about this, I mean, potentially 2028, because, I mean, if they're just pitching scripts, yeah, I mean, if so they're going to be at anything yeah, about, I think Star Wars, four they're, years, they're, yeah. they've pitched how many scripts for Star Wars, and they they just cannot, yeah. they've struggled to cement they, films, so. They, yeah, they can't, they can't get landing. X-Men's hard to do, too. It's not like starting off with Captain America and say, hey, we know a story, let's pitch it and make it good. And, it, yeah. and it's Thor. I mean, one character versus a team. The last time they did a team was Guardians of the Galaxy. The next time they did a team was Eternals. Yeah. Or Inhumans. <laughs> yeah. Or on the DC side when they tried to shoehorn in the Justice League. And it just exactly. Yeah. You, you, Rush you into just, a team you, often yeah, you, is hard to do. You just can't get it. So anyway, all right. More thoughts on that as things evolve. But anyway, that's the end of the news. Todd, time to get up that Fuber app, that feeble Uber app. The Geek Easy awaits. For us to talk about things we're enjoying down in Scuggsville, nasty town. Let's depart. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So I saw uh, a movie that just launched. Uh, this is um, by the director. Well. Maybe director of Rogue One, um, <laughs> he was, Edwards. You're not um, sure if he was the director. Are, well, we doing, are we doing a fact check on that? Uh, well, the the thing about Rogue One is there's a lot of discussion about who actually has like full creative because like there was reshoots and things like that. Who is oh. credited as director? Who is the writer? Because we I got had, had um, Andor, um, <clears throat> yeah. and that was the baby of oh god, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. Tony, it wasn't Tony something or other. Tony Gilroy. That's right. There we so, go. Nailed it. Gareth Edwards is credited as the as the director on Rogue One, but there's thoughts that Gar- uh, Tony Gilroy came in and kind of put it all together. To he, was he was the guy. He was the so yeah, yeah. And 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 Gary Witt is the writer on that one. So there and and Gareth Edwards also did, I believe, um, Godzilla, the yeah, original yeah. one. And so you know, I I liked him, and I've liked what he's done. So the creator is actually an original uh you know ip it's not it's not adapted from something else and um this is i guess the 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 take on this it's basically in a world where ai uh was part of humanity they grew together uh essentially something goes wrong with the ai and it drop basically launches an atomic uh attack on los angeles at that point the u.s government essentially wages war on AI. Not every country goes along with them. So essentially you've got AI, uh, they call them simulants, which are basically, they look like humans, but with AI uh, personalities. They got a big, they got a big, they, they a big uh, screw hole in the back. Yeah, yeah. They got like a hole in the middle of their head, which you look through, which is kind of cool uh, look. And they, they basically use people's images. Like you can donate your image and have them there. And then you can actually essentially download your, um, your personality, your Ooh, like it's like the it's, it's like the AI. It's like the Hasbro selfie series. Look, now Kinda. I'm Snake Eyes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, so and, it's kind uh, of a neat, neat thing. Like, if you want to live forever, do this, you could. But there's also AI robots that just look like robots that also yeah. have personalities. I and see jobs in the trailer, like they, they they all end up in that same uh, compactor that Michael Myers ended up in getting squished. <laughs> exactly. In the trailer, yeah. Yeah, so essentially... Um, that is the premise. Basically, the U.S. government is trying to hunt them down, take them over. They're basically certain governments and other countries are still living with them because they don't feel it's a threat. They thought this one 
um, you know, mishap was just that, and it wasn't yeah. like throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, um, the premise of this is, uh, John David Washington, you know, uh, Denzel Washington's son, who's right. a really good actor. Yeah, um, yeah. He essentially was an undercover military ops trying to find out who this like mastermind is behind the next level AI taking them down deep cover. He essentially, um, befriends and falls in love with a woman who is also, um, she's compassionate towards AI. So, and things go awry and that's kind of where this whole thing opened up. So basically the whole premise of the plot is to get the weapon that the, uh, AI, uh, uh, compassionate folks are trying to build to essentially combat the U.S. government, which has created this huge, um, like spaceborne. Well, not spaceborne, but it's definitely high in the atmosphere that can go in, track, and like send down like uh, heavy fire ammunition. So it's definitely a threat to everyone. So that's kind of the premise of the movie. This movie, though, um, is definitely really focused on uh, um, our our. Basically, our, Joshua is the name of uh, I, I, our, our main character, and he finds the weapon. You see it in the, the trailer. They already put it out there. Basically, the weapon is a yeah. liberal. So basically an right. AI, uh, and he's first he's just trying to get her back because he wants to find his wife who was killed in a strike. He finds out she might not be dead, and she feels like if she he can deliver this weapon, he can find his wife in the in the in the in the process. Uh, but this is really about his relationship with a little girl. Her, he basically calls her Alfie, and the actress they've got that's like six years old in this movie. She is phenomenal. Just mm-hmm. really, really, just emotes and cries, and the way she acts, just really well done. Child actors are hit and miss. They can ruin oh. a film. Mostly miss. Yeah. Yeah. It, it depends on the, the director and the actor. And this is yeah. a great combination of that. And their relationship is phenomenal. Uh, this movie looks great because it used a lot of like practical effects and yeah. wasn't all on green screens. They went to locations, which actually makes a movie cheaper, by the way, when right. this is doing everything in a wing, uh, you know, right. solving it in post. So right. um, now I will say this movie doesn't try to solve the issue of AI. It doesn't try to teach us anything in regards to like, uh, is the AI and the way we treat them even it like, kind of even an android can cry. Yeah. yeah, is it a morality tale? Is it doing anything that Isaac Asimov did with with other you know stories like that? Is it yeah. telling the next great like um, parable or morality tale within AI? No, but yeah. I think it it's it's got phenomenal action, great script, great acting. Allison Janney's in this, and she plays a badass, and she's oh, I like wonderful. Her. I always yeah. liked her. Uh, Ken good. Watanabe plays a great uh, one of the AI. I, lo- I noticed this from the yeah in the big holy head thing. He still has like a stubbly beard, so mm-hmm. there's a stubble level to. <laughs> Outside yeah, I'm not sure AI that works. Head. I'm not sure if like you have control yeah. of like your facial hair and not the way you yeah. look. But um, hold on, I'm gonna grow myself a stubbly beard. I just that yeah. was one of those things. Like that just doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I, I couldn't say that the trailers really grabbed me. But if you say it's great, this could be something I check out on Max someday or whatever, wherever it ends up. Why yeah, the heck I mean, not? I, I hope. I hope this does well because I'd like to see more science fiction films that aren't based on every IP you've seen before, you yeah. know, do well. And like I said, it's, it's not like the greatest film ever or it's that, you know, it's going to change cinema. It's not, but yeah. it was highly entertaining. I enjoyed it. And it, I got the feels uh, between the relationship between, did you get uh, multiple characters in the film? Chills? Were they multiplying? <laughs> 
that's very nice i love it good yeah, deal great and, and the end credits there was no like post credit scene but they did choose a song for the end credits and i thought it was beautiful as a way to wrap it up after all of this uh, noise and, and emotion and i thought yeah. it was a good brought you down which was nice yeah. for change nice good deal all right and then you got a pair of things that we both watch i i'm a little further ahead in the yeah. first one but the second one we watched but i hope you don't mind if i jump in but go for it yeah, Gen V episode. This is Gen V. This is the spinoff The Boys. This yep. is essentially the uh, basically superheroes in college, drug, sex, and rock and roll, but yeah, far and, more dangerous. And really, as far as we know, I don't feel like we've heard anything about The Boys coming back. Are they actually still making it? Or um, Because both this episode, and I won't get into it, we watched all three of them because it, it dropped three episodes and then they'll do two or whatever it is. But there were little bits, little, little uh, Easter eggs about stuff that, happened that that is happening in these boys averse after the last uh after last season about Got homelander yeah. and different stuff and the senator and yeah, yeah the first episode i didn't get a fe- i mean i don't know about the second you can tell me if like you kind of feel like when this is taking place but I, when i watching the first episode i'm like i don't really know when this was happening in the timeline of the boys. Yeah, def- d- definitely after see what the hell were we in season four, season three, or season four, whatever current, yeah, whatever the, the most current season is. This is taking place after it, pretty much. Oh, really? That's 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 well, like I cool. said, I, I was they're they're tuning it. into. There's a news clip, like you know, you see Homelander in a news clip, and it's topical to something uh-huh. that happened okay. in season three. You see the Senate, like, but somebody's flipping channels and they say, and Homelander, da, 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 da. I don't want to spoil anything, but well, it's not really spoiling. They say, well, Homelander innocent, you know, killed an innocent, uh, uh, bystander, you know, in an argument or whatever, which happened at the end of the last episode of okay. the boys. So yes, this is taking place after the current season of the boys is my vibe. Oh, I like yeah. that. Cause then yeah. it kind of feels like, um, this is all not, this is all for not right. And yeah, uh, exactly. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, this series is like the first episode. It's all about establishing the cast, kind of the premises. Yeah. Is that Godolkin University, where we're basically the the founder of this university, uh, um, uh, Clancy Brown, has passed. That's and, yeah. Uh, that's me. I'm Clancy Brown. I had a guy at the wedding we went to yesterday turn around and said, "Man, when I heard you speak, I know I don't know you, but you sound like Clancy Brown." I'm like, oh, "Okay." I'll I would have Clancy never Brown. guessed that in a million words. Clancy Brown <laughs> is awesome, and I am. I, he's I, got I, a gravelly voice, Charlie. My bo- I do not. Voice. I don't really have voice. that timber when I. Sa- I'm a second yeah. tenor when I sing. If I was, if I was, if I was gravelly, I'd be a baritone. So no. Yeah, you have to start smoking. Then maybe we'll we'll come back to that. I think I won't. But yeah, we saw. Not tell you watched the first episode and yes the uh clancy brown's character is the the dean he's the crusty old dean and uh one of his uh, students, those kids for getting into hijinks yeah, exactly one of his students who's played by patrick schwarzenegger i had to look it up but you know Arnold schwarzenegger's son uh is is the he's the golden boy how appropriate but he sets himself on fire and burns his clothes off so he's like the human torch but they haven't gotten him uh uh, something where his ding dong doesn't hang on. They make a lot of dick jokes too. Um, but yeah, he has a psychotic break and murders Clancy Brown. And then I did uh, not know that. You just said you watched the first episode. That yeah, they the didn't of- cover that in the first episode. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Well, you just said he passed away. Now I feel terrible. Because because there was a ceremony for him that they were going to. Basically, it was a charity thing, and they were saying, "Oh, we're." We're, but yeah, there's not much into the like, in the motivation of the character if this guy's bad or good or yet. Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so lost because I remember the the first episode ending with the the death I mentioned. 
No, so that's not how the first episode ends. The first so- episode ends with uh, someone who shrunk gets discovered in the prison. That's how the first episode ends. I'm I'm so lost. No, because I was I was I was ironing my son's shirt, and Chris was my wife was watching as we're talking to him, like, and she goes, I, "Oh crap!" And that's how you, the first episode ends. That, but what you just described was the end of the third episode. Todd, you watched it backwards. No, you did. You absolutely did. That is the, what you just described as the end of the third episode. Yeah, I started on Amazon Prime and just started watching episode one. They introduced the all end, the characters. At the all end, happening. at the end of the first episode is the death I mentioned, and then. And at the end of the third episode, the shrinky character is stuck in the prison. You did. I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to screw with you, but anyway, so in essence, you've now watched all three episodes. (laughs) You're caught up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was just all in. I'm like, I'm going in and this is what's happening. And here's introducing you. You must've just, you must've hit the wrong button going on. Godolkin university. You you buttoned down and you chose the last episode. So isn't that weird? It's happened to where things like that have happened to me where you're watching the wrong one. But anyway, now we're really off the mark. So I'm, I'm sorry if I give you a spoiler that you, for an episode you said you watched. As far as I know, I was watching the first episode, but I will say I'm enjoying this. I like the Same. fact that these characters seem like they're not dirt bags. Um, they have issues they're dealing with and um, I'm enjoying it. I, I, I really like what they're doing. So I guess if I did watch episode three, then shame on me and I will go watch episode one and episode Well, two. I was going to say, yeah, because that is what happened at the end of the first episode. The Patrick Schwarzenegger's character goes nuts and he kills Clancy Brown. And then our heroine has to. Well, let's not spoil it for everybody listening to me, especially me. Yes. Well, I guess. Sorry, a reverse spoiler. So anyway, let's move on to talking yeah. about Ahsoka. Apparently, yeah, yeah. So, so, Charlie, I watched this. I watched the first episode of Ahsoka. No, oh, no, not again. Which, by the Episode seven, yes. Yes. By the way, if you tune in over on Holocron, uh, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark finally did uh, acquiesce to talking about Ahsoka. We covered episodes one and two, and we're joined by Peter Stein, who's one of our regular contributors. So please go enjoy that. Yes. Uh, so Ahsoka episode seven, um, they they actually are surprising me by actually covering a lot of ground before the final episode right yeah it's not so many it's of these not streaming the, shows let's pack it into the last 50 yeah, minutes they've been yeah. horrible where it's like here's 85 plot threads you have one episode to finish them okay let's go let's do it. i mean we can do it that i call um, i call the ch- i call the challenge yeah exactly yeah even wandavision had a, i mean they set up so much and it's like oh here's the last episode so it's going to be a superhero you know shootout or whatever so yeah it's a big blue um, sky hole big fight out yeah yeah i am still a little I mean, I like this one a lot. I mean, I think Ezra definitely, Ezra and Sabine or Sabine are the highlights of this show. They oh, have I agree. energy. They have excitement. They're not an old sad sack. Um, yeah. They're not old. All you know, focusing on the past. They're thinking about relationships and friendships. It, it, yeah. yeah, and it's it's a friendship, not a romance, which is very tired. You know, you don't yeah. see that time and again. So yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, this was a fun episode filled with uh, filled with a ton of of energy and action. You had a good you know stormtrooper shootout. I do love that that Ezra was like they're going to get in to it because you know uh the billy eilish jedi shows up and then all the remnant stormtroopers show up and they're going to have a big slug out and uh sabine says to ezra here take your lightsaber and he's like i don't need it the force is my ally and his whole thing is to just force push people and flip them around 
and that goes on for a little while until the stormtroopers get in the mix and he picks up a blaster and then he's just shooting. So you know what? Yeah, the the force is my ally thing worked out until he had a gun. Then a gun was his ally. I I totally agree. Because I totally agree. I I kind of feel like the lightsaber work. It's not that exciting anymore because I feel like everybody can use a damn lightsaber because it's not like if you're a Jedi, if you're not it's, a Jedi, you can't pick up a lightsaber and shoot and hit somebody with it. So I, yeah, I think like lightsabers be- kind of bland these days. It's because of it's yeah. because of the whole thing early in the uh, the first volume when Marvel uh, picked up Star Wars again back in 2015. Everybody's got lightsabers that they had a a situation where they had like a robot thing that had an Admiral Akbar head that had nine lightsabers and then Chewie and Han and Leia and Luke everybody had a lightsaber and it was just like it was Oprah giving out lightsabers the dark yeah, saber is essentially a lightsaber and well, that's I mean it is yeah it's, 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 yeah. yeah it's a Mandalorian yeah. lightsaber exactly so but, yeah, yeah but I, I yeah I thought this was great and um uh yeah and we're now left with you know how's everybody gonna get back or who's getting back or who's gonna die the whales took off so they're not taking the whales back home again um so there's you know there's some there's, there's some cargo st- Charles. yeah so there's cargo they said that was the big thing getting cargo onto the ship and then they could take off yeah there's there's, but, there's but what so is many it? thoughts yeah. on like dark magic and that's why the stormtroopers all have like those wraps around them because right. they're being held together like the 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 what was this Merrick they they basically everyone's thinking that they're just all of these stormtroopers are they're just all filled with gas yeah you know? Yeah. yeah, the 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 Farshan, what'd you call them? The Farty Martian? Farshans, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well that's cool. Yeah. And so yeah, at the, the same time you're listening to this, you could ostensibly be uh watching the finale of Ahsoka at that time. And we don't necessarily know if this is gonna continue before the the rumored Filoni versus Superfilm. So yeah, I would say so, Todd, just super quick, uh, before we move on, how would you rate this amongst the Disney Plus? Star Wars shows. I know Andor is your favorite because you said it time and again. Well, I mean, I, I love the Mandalorian when it's you know when yeah. it was when it was pulling. Out, I thought that was great. It was fun. Yeah, uh, I really liked Andor what it did telling trying to tell a different Star Wars story. Um, this one's better than the Solo or sorry, um, than than the Obi Wan. It's better yeah. than the Book of Boba Fett. Oh yeah. Um, I don't care for Bad Batch. So this yeah. felt like. It is Rebel season five, but other than that, I do like how we brought in new characters, yep. live action. Yeah, I think this is good. Um, yeah. it's once again, it's a little. There's a little bit. This could have been streamlined a little bit, yep. and calling it Ahsoka just kind of felt like versus Rebel five, Rebel season yeah. five. Yeah, <laughs> pick it, pick a different name, and yeah. uh, you know Ray Stevenson's performance. I think is is the right. highlight of the series. Yeah. On the other side, he is he is it's a compelling character. Uh, he's acting it fantastically, and um, I won't say it make, makes it more sad that he passed away because it's very sad for his family. But it, it's a it's a loss um, to the community at wide because he was absolutely wonderful. Okay. Um, so watch Ahsoka when you're listening to this. I did a Todd Oxford this week and dug into the old movie pile. Uh, April, uh, just like Todd and I have a uh, Shocktober list of films that we watch. April and I have a Shocktober pile of movies that we've compiled in, uh, in a Google document. I try to go through and I highlight, oh, we watched this one last year. We watched this one the year before. 
So we got down to 2007's Paranormal Activity, which was a spiritual cousin of its own sort to like the Blair Witch Project, which came out almost 10 years earlier. Found footage. You're not seeing my air quotes because it is it's 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 clearly two actors. Um, but it is a, a man and his girlfriend uh, in residential San Diego, uh, and this young woman has had uh, a. a has been menaced by a poltergeist in her youth. And, uh, and what we come to find out is that a poltergeist, you know, it's, it's, it's like having an STD. It follows you, uh, because it's it still follows with- that movie, like the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what we find out, you know, not only for the fact that, you know, this, this couple is living in the, and he's a muckety muck. He's got a nice house that they're living in. Um, but this poltergeist has clearly followed her as an adult. She's a college student, but she's consulting with a, a demonologist who's explaining that the poltergeist stays with you and you got to get some help. But then later in the film is, Oh, we really need your help. Oh, the guy who needs to help you is out of town. And uh, the, the poltergeist doesn't like that. I'm here. I've got to go. So it's kind of like scammer or like the guy can't help, but, Todd, like you said in the pre-roll, a lot of it is, um, first of all, everything, it's found footage. So the movie starts out that this, you know, this day trader guy's name is uh, uh, Mika or Micah or some such is carrying around this camera everywhere he goes. Fortunately, he's not doing it when he's sitting on the toilet or when he's making love to his girlfriend. Thank God we don't want to see that. But uh, he, he plants it and it does the time lapse while they're sleeping and then you'll see the little time counter there and it'll speed up. And I always have the captions on anytime I watch a movie, because I think you get that much double entertainment value with captions and it'll say loud humming footsteps, you know, at a different point, Micah puts like salt down on the floor and footprints track into their bedroom and da, 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 da. And then he goes up in the attic at one point and there's a burned remnant of a photograph. That was the girl when she was a child. And so it's, it really did, especially the last 20 minutes. And it's it's an hour and 25 minutes. Talk about a sweet spot for a length of a film. So you knock yeah. it out on a Saturday night. I found, yeah, I found it to be a very suspenseful. It's great to watch with the lights off. And it does does have a whiz-bang of an ending, which, you know, if you haven't seen it. it which I've um, seen, unfortunately. Spoiled. Yeah. Uh, spoiled. I watched one of those, like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> top 100 scariest films. And they yeah. kind of break it down. And um, fun fact, uh, it was I remember when this movie was coming out. Uh, an old show I used to watch called the Totally Rad Show. They yeah. actually were talking and playing a game with all of the actors before it came out. So it was kind of interesting to see these. There unknowns. are actors. <laughs> exactly. These unknowns what? that, yeah, just, you know, right. talking, just being normal. Like you're going to have like the next big film. And that was kind of right. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, that was fun. Uh, you can find that on Paramount plus if uh, what I'm talking about has any interest to you. So, okay. Well, that is the end of the geek easy time to skip out on the bill. Cause I know they spit in my burger and probably in my old fashioned as well. Got to get, Get out that Air Qantas app. Time to get us down to the land down under Hologram Tina, but not Hologram Tina, Madam Webb. Two Tinas on the show. They're they, her and the mutants waiting for us to entertain them with our first tale of Shocktober 2023. So let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome. We're the top. Oh, th- mm-hmm. Let's try that again. <clears throat> yes. Thank you, Tina. The mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're talking about Shocktober week one. <laughs> Shocktober. Shocktober. Yeah, is- could be- I'll be a October. Shocktober. <laughs> yeah, Rocktober. <laughs> All the Tobers are there. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So uh, Shocktober is one of our favorite times of the year. We do a scary movie. Uh, Charlie and I each pick 
you know, one each or two each roughly. Um, and this week, Charlie, you picked uh, The People Under the Stairs from oh my goodness. Wes Craven from 1991. Ooh, this man. Movie had a budget of $6 million, made $31 million. So a successful nice. budget. Yeah. Big success. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So the premise of this movie, um, you know, it was kind of, I guess they considered a horror comedy film. And Platt follows a young boy and two adult robbers who become trapped in a house belonging to a strange couple after breaking in to steal their collection of gold coins. Uh, wow. Just, just think, yeah, think Mario, your princess is in the wrong castle kind of scenario. Yeah, an odd concept. Essentially yeah. dealing with a you know, a boy who who his family is in hard times. His mom's got cancer. Um, she's got a bunch of kids, and the oldest boy, uh, his nickname is Fool. Mm-hmm. who essentially feels like he has to take care of his mom. and He's you know, the man of the house, and he's kid. like, yeah, he's like 12. And then, and it, then yeah, there was his, the tarot reader. Was she this, like an older sister? Yeah, she was the sister, and she had a bit part in House Party, which was one of my, the Kid and Plays movie, which was another movie that came out at this exact and she was time. In, the night, in, in A Nightmare on Elm Street, too. So, uh, oh, there that, you go. But, not two, but one as well. Um, as well. And that's why but I think I, I thought, I thought, all the kids, there's a bunch of kids running around. I thought they were all hers. I thought she was just kind of a, yeah. No, thought, the mom no. said on her deathbed, take care of, take care of you, the man at the house now. Uh, the, the sister, if that's who the sister yeah, was, Kelly, the Kelly, Kelly Joe apparently yeah. also a streetwalker. Um, which yes, there you go. By, yeah, by Vin Rames, who basically Vin says, Rames, one of his very <laughs> one of his earliest roles, because yeah, he wasn't real. He didn't do you know uh, Pulp Fiction until 1994, and that was oh. really when he he came on you know the radar. But he's an L.A. guy. This is set in L.A. It was filmed the the uh, the house is a famous film filming location that I as always I looked it up. It's like right near the 101 and the 101 freeway. So it, which you can see as they move around the house, and traffic's going by on the freeway. But it was a famous house built well over 100 years ago in the very early 1900s for a lumber baron. It's called the Philip K. something or another house. I don't know. I looked it up and now I can't remember. Um, but uh, obviously the, the, you know, the inside of it was uh, a studio set because all they're going through the walls and they're doing all this stuff. Yeah. But the house had like crazy separate sections because they would go from one to the other and show up in a hallway that was clearly deserted, but then go back to another one that wasn't. And then, yeah. yeah. A lot yeah, going so on here. So let's get into it. So essentially, Ving Rhames shows up at the house because apparently he, that's what he does. Uh, smoke a cigarette. And is he, he, is he, what, now, was he was he the pimp? Is that why he was showing up? No, he's just, I never really he's got just to buy well, you know, robberies, things like that shows up. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm definitely dressing of the times with like with African the, inspired garb. Yeah, the um, hat, that African <laughs> yeah, hat. Like, like Queen Latifah and Ladies First, that video. Ooh, yeah, Ladies First. Exactly. Ladies she's First. Got the, yeah. She's got like the, yeah, the, the African colors. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he says, basically, you're the man of the house. You can't do crap. You got to, you know, your, your mama needs surgery for cancer. What are you going to do? And they're also getting evicted. And they find out, uh, Ving Rang says, I got a plan to get you made some money. Apparently, the guys who own this building are also folks that uh, we just stole their, their, robbed their liquor store. They own all these things, plus their landlord. And they own a bunch of gold coins, and we need you, kid. Great setup. And we're going to cut you in on this. So that's the premise of this movie, essentially. It's a a robbery gone wrong, Charlie. Uh, Essentially, we're introduced to the the people who are going to be robbed. 
it's a woman and a man and they, they um, appear to be husband and wife and they appear to have yeah, a daughter. They look uh, pretty normal. Uh, and then, yeah. so, you know, the kid tries to go and say, I'm a boy scout. I, I need to use your bathroom. They say no. So then another guy who's on the job with oh, them. I love this dude. He was, uh, he was a helmsman in star Trek six. So he's a star Trek guy. Um, yeah, yeah he goes but to Jeremy break Roberts, in. AKA yeah, Spencer. Who was apparently? I looked up his IMDb because I they usually have it for email. He hasn't done yeah. something like since two thousand four. So it's he kind of uh, he reprised that same role I mentioned from Star Trek Six in uh, in an episode of Voyager that was the thirtieth anniversary one where Tuvok was on the the Excelsior. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And he was Tuvok's buddy uh, who oh, got killed yeah. when the console exploded. So and that was that was right around the same time this was made. Um, so yeah, Spencer goes in uh, by breaking because the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he goes man. in. Yeah, he goes in and, you know, then boom, then all of a sudden mom and pa are driving away in their car. And then this is what I don't get. So Ving Rames and Fool take their robbery van and park it in the fucking driveway. And then it's like, <laughs> I'm, plan. I'm like, you know, hey, first day, you know, yeah, exactly. They, why, why would they pull it in? They're going in to get gold coins. It's not like they're going in to start carrying furniture out. So it's they the go, same vehicle that also was yeah. spotted from the liquor store robbery, too. Exactly. So because, like, yeah, when, when Ma and Pa come back, first of all, did they think, they, first, they didn't know where in Mom Pa were going, how long they were going to be gone. No. Why wouldn't they have simply snuck up, like walked around and snuck up to the back of the house and broke in that way? Parked like it, three blocks away. Yeah, you know, exactly. Whatever. And then, yeah, yeah, because you're leaving the house with a bag of gold coins, assuming that you find it. But of course, they don't. They get into the house. Mom Pa show up. There's a big, uh, you know, lockdown. They're getting chased by the. the well, like it's, Adobe, it's a yeah. weird house because yeah. um, they try to make their way through. The, the couple owns a dog. The dog starts going after them because it smells them. So they lock things up. And then the couple decide determines, oh, there's something going on here. Um, yeah. So we're going to release the hound. So yeah. they end up prying up the house and this dog goes after him. This dog is like a Rottweiler, I assume. Yeah. Very dangerous. Right. Um, well, because and don't forget, is not a, it's not a, it's not a thief with a golden heart, Charlie. He's basically like kid. I ain't having you. If you yeah. want to help me get out of this, but you're, you're basically, you're going to be bait for this. Dog. Yeah, exactly. Well, and don't forget that before this fool does find that Spencer is dead in the basement and the dog ate his hand well, no, and cops, cups up his right. Oh, that's right. That he does. Yeah. He does find him. Cause yeah. he's, tr- he's basically going in, looking around mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. yeah and, and, this, and there's, there's literally, there's people locked up in the basement. April and I were watching this. He said, now, what is it about being locked in the basement and away from society that makes your face look like some kind of a Star Trek alien? Because all the people like, yeah, without sunlight, your face shrivels and you look like some kind of a weird mongoloid or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, not very, yeah. Spencer's very the nice first casualty use, of this movie. Yeah. You know, Fool finds him. He's completely white, like you said. And 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 Fool says, well, he's, he's scared so badly he turned white. He says, you know, he's whiter than white. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so th- that's not really explained how that happened because at this point well, we don't know what we're dealing with we yeah. hear noises these people and we don't know if they're zombies or yeah werewolves don't know or vampires one, we just there's know there's one something bad going on with there's one with a tv and he turns it around it's 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 the bombing of baghdad from operation iraqi freedom uh because they they you know they and it's weird they gave all the people under the stairs flashlights so they could walk around like it was a rave that was very Which, 90s yeah i i didn't <laughs> understand that part either uh yeah. so then so then essentially 
they're trying to hide uh, from the couple that comes in and daddy, who is the bad guy. Wearing a a gimp suit suit and a shotgun. Yeah, Uh, just chasing after people with a gimp suit. And Um, they have have actress uh, A.J. Langer, who was on My So-Called Life, one of April's favorite shows from our childhood, Claire Danes and uh, uh, Wilson Cruz, who's on Star Trek Discovery, were the stars of that show. Um, And yeah, she's locked up and thinks that in his, thinks that, She's their daughter because she was obviously kidnapped as a baby and raised by them. Well, but she helps them, and that and the thing. And she, then she, she yeah, helps, she knows she, she had a school. Um, she helps fool. He determines, yeah, there's this girl yeah. there who we believe it's their daughter, the couple, the murderous couple's daughter, right? Um, and uh, and they help out. Yeah, weird. One hand. of the people. Yeah, yeah. We they, see a weird hand yeah. uh, come out of the the side, which we don't know what it is, because this daughter character who essentially is it's it's kind of weird because the mother the mommy character uh makes her dresses and things so they think like oh well she cares for the daughter but apparently there you know there's something wrong because there's a lot of abuse going on clearly uh, if she makes yeah. a mess she's gonna beat the crap out of her oh if you lose right. your your silverware you're going to have something bad happen and the hand gives her back the 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 fork she dropped right and um yeah. So at this point, we talked about Ra- Ving Rhames dying at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So ba- yeah, basically, Daddy running around in his gimp suit with a shotgun, corners Ving Rhames. Well, he shoots him with just uh, a regular uh, handgun. Yeah. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. So then Ving Rhames uh, ends up in the uh, in the slaughterhouse, which is in the basement and in the back room where you see oh, the God. first room they break into has a meat grinder, and yeah, he carved. He's carving up Ving Rhames's corpse and taking a little bite here and there and yeah, throwing was, a piece through the slats to the yeah, to the mongolites they could that. eat and then yeah. when they're done with his carcass though it didn't really it was like half of it was carved up they just drop it in a well underneath the basement so the basement has a well a house has a lot of features i wouldn't say a lot of curb appeal but certainly well, you get was, inside it's a funeral yeah. home it was a oh, funeral. It was the family funeral right. home. So you would have, like in funeral homes, you have like different uh, levels. Like yeah, yeah. Embalming, you had the air, the pantry area for like the actual presentation, the wake, um, yeah. l- like elevators um, to bring the you know the bodies up and down in the caskets. So it, it, they're meant to have some type of features where it was definitely it had a purpose. But um, yeah, it was weird. And they they captured fool and put him up, hung him up there, and. Basically, you know, basically says, hey, you're going to now be fed to uh, these people under the stairs, which he keeps referring to these people under the stairs as the people under the stairs. So it's very obvious that's that's the, you know, the movie's title is tied to it. You didn't have to guess why it was. Um, And then Fool goes in there with the people. We see them. They're kind of. Long yeah. fingernails, albino. Yeah. Like I said, looking um, like a bunch of Star Trek aliens because they're, you know, st- they don't get sunlight. So you're going to grow an extra forehead. They look like the Walking Dead or like I see, yeah. you know, some weird kind of. he kinda, escapes. Yeah. He, he finally gets away, escapes. and Out of the house, goes, yeah, jumps away. Yeah. So at that point, uh, and I mean, it just gets, it just gets really, really weird. We, we, you get some, 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 I guess, background story about like the the husband and the wife basically um kind of racist well really racist super racist uh, yeah talk about dirty people in the neighborhood um, right and, yeah yeah uh, all the all the people that they had in the basements were seemingly white so that, yeah I, that that's racist too it's it's profiling it's terrible yeah yeah we didn't hear more about the the cops do show up 
Um, yeah. Because of the like, van. <laughs> the, the van, because, yeah, they saw that. Yeah. So they, they, they make sure that nothing's going around. So the cops do leave because they're like just checking everything out. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, at that point, um, Fool, it, it, it kind of felt like a home alone, right? Yeah. It was like a reverse home alone, right? Because right. <laughs> it was like the owners were the ones that were trying to track down, like they were the wet right. bandits. And then Fool's, like, because this bandits. movie was kind of weirdly slapstick in some instances right like daddy was constantly like getting poked in the head things right. hitting him he's yeah like, oh! yeah fool smashes him with the lid of the toilet big old heavy deal and he's uh, shooting ho- shooting holes Ricks. in the wall yeah exactly yeah and uh, Ro- I mean, roach was the name of the guy who was helping him around and i recognize yeah, that, that actor. Was, yeah he's the yeah. one that got loose so we had one yeah. character got loose from the basement his name's roach he's going and there's all these like you said like these corridors within the yeah. walls where he's making noises and being silly and weird yeah. and goofy and we find out he can't talk because his, his tongue, tongue got cut, cut out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And but he's trying to help out Alice, um, who is Who's the, the young girl, AJ Langer. There. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, it is interesting. And then uh, Roach becomes like a friend to Fool. And mm-hmm. between them, they kind of cause some hijinks to right. get Fool out of the house. Uh, but then Fool also wants to help help Alice. And we, right. we end up finding we do find the coins, though. Right. And a huge pile of cash. Uh, yes. which is, you and know, dynamite. that and dynamite because uh, those are things you should, and candles, um, because yes. those things absolutely all belong in the same place. So yeah, to wrap things up, you know, in your third act ultimate punch out, you have fool versus daddy, uh, in the vault room with all the loose cash and the coins and whatever. Um, but fool does manage to set a trap of a candelabra over the dynamite with the coins that causes an explosion. Mama gets killed, by the way, too. So yeah, oh, but, she gets. But you didn't even talk the, yeah. about the fact that Fool escaped and he still came back. He did because the his, whole neighborhood with his, him. Gra- and his grandfather told him a tale. But yeah, they, exactly. So, but yeah, there's this big uh, slug out uh, when Mama was still alive, but then Mama gets killed by the because uh, the mutants get out. And they're roaming around the house, whatever, and they take her down. Uh, but yeah, full, they're coming uh, out of every place. They're coming yeah. out of the, 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 the yeah, staircase. The, they're the, punching through all these walls, which I'm like, yeah, do this before you dumbasses. Because um, because every it was all hinged upon that thing they were locked in. Um, and then they finally, like I said, there's a big there's a big dynamite trap, and it explodes in just the right way that it not only takes Daddy out, but it sends Cash shooting out of every possible location in the house, so that the people in the ghetto which they keep describing it is the ghetto um, because it was the 90s like New Jack City. Um, so everybody in the ghetto now has access to cash and they're grabbing it up. And what's funny is that I looked at this area of LA and even in current maps on uh, MapQuest, it's all mansions like this. So it's not really the ghetto, uh, but they owned, but yeah, so the people came well, over is it like from the ghetto. Detroit where there were all those old mansions and now they are not. Well, like Indian, like Indian village, which is next to Gross yeah, Point where yeah, I grew up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It could be, but I don't think that, yeah, hopefully there's not a people under the stairs. I have a friend who lives in Indian village. Hopefully that's not, not on her block. <laughs> well, that's how you control your rent, you know, extra rentals, rental folks. And they just live in the basement under the stairs. Well, how, why are they? What, and what are they paying you for? Flashlights and TV, <laughs> and uh, and you know a chunk of a dead body that they cut up. Hey, you <laughs> got to survive. But it it's was so very tasty. weird because this was going downhill fast. 
I mean, yeah. it was kind of like, you know, what's going to happen? And the kid goes back to, you know, basically get the money and and do all these things. And, and obviously these people get their comeuppance, you know, the, the yeah. people on the stairs. Yeah. And I love it at the end because, you know, all the people are grabbing the cash, like you mentioned. And the people yeah. from under the stairs emerge and then just start roaming yeah, out. They're just and gone. Finding their own so way. Where do they go? Like, oh, I, I don't be- know. I've been, I bet you like they say, oh, are you know, cannibals? the people under <laughs> the stairs people? are just people who because AJ or uh, AJ Langer's character was described and say, oh, it's a salesman. It would be like if I was a door to door salesman and I, and they just decide, oh, you're living in the basement now. So I've been in the basement for 10 years or whatever, because mama and daddy, who turns out were brother and sister. Yikes. Sorry. Correct. And they uh, kept on like. Yeah, and, like and they weren't so old. It's like, how long has anybody been down there that you're so separated from society that now you're a cannibal and you can't speak and you're just going to w- walk down the street and where are you going? <laughs> well, it, it was so weird because they mentioned like, oh, they didn't really want a girl. So that was Alice. And yeah. apparently we found out Alice was actually not theirs. It was right, like, exactly. Thank they, God. They kidnapped the kid. and Yeah, um, she was there since she was a baby because she didn't know that she wasn't their child. So she didn't have any way to know. And she never got to be outside. So, yeah, it was a total PTSD. So, obviously, she's still in therapy. You know, they got her into a shelter or whatever. Um, yeah, and so and the, apparently yeah. they got all the coins so they can in, – in this they can, the one guy said. They can, the, the old – the old – Oh, Grandpa. Is Grandpa black Booker. Guy yeah, Bill – actor, like actor, yeah, actor Bill Cobb. The guy in Star Trek who invented the transporter. You met him in Enterprise. Okay. Well, yeah, he tells them though that you've got money now to to afford rent till the year two thousand. We're gonna get yeah. your grandma's your, your Which your I said in April and I said removed. why do they still they want to live in that shithole? If you got money for rent for the year two thousand, go buy a small house. You know, you gotta be something affordable. Well, I assume, <laughs> yes. I, I assume that was the point, getting out of the you know, the, the crap yeah. hole that they were because right. they were the only residents left in there. And, and, and the an thing. absolute is, crack yeah. den. Because so they would walk a, in nothing but crackheads they were hey fool how you doing <laughs> shooting up so this was a real estate scam movie at, yeah. at its heart and gentrification they wanted yeah. to gentrify the neighborhood by eat, by, by, by eat, eating all the ving rings in the neighborhood we're the slowest possible method possible by like kidnapping exactly. salesmen made, this movie made no sense this house they were living in shooting at the walls i mean yeah holy that, cow that's- that's not going to enhance the curb appeal. Uh, quick sidebar, and this is from the notes. Uh, Wes Craven did say the uh, film was partially inspired by a news story he saw in the late 1970s when two burglars broke into a Los Angeles household, inadvertently causing the police to discover two children who had been locked away under the stairs by their parents. Whoops. Ouch. Art imitates we life. He took that and said, I, I've got a plot for you. He said, um, I'm going to run with this shit like I'm going to run like the wind. Oh, yes, man. And, yeah. Uh, it, it didn't make any damn sense. I enjoyed it um, because it made me nostalgic for the stupidity of early 90s movies like House Party or Zebrahead, which was one, which is another movie like that with uh, Michael uh, Rappaport or um, New Jack City, of course, which is a classic I absolutely adore. Kind of gave me that fun vibe uh, with horror. Or what was the one that Tales, not Tales from the Dark Side, but it was uh, the Tales from the Crypt from the movie. Hood. Yeah, Tales from the Hood. Thank you. This was a Tales from the Hood uh, so I enjoyed it. Uh, so Todd, uh, out you of the end credits, Charlie, and the music from I it. did that song was top shelf. Uh, it was called what was it? Um, oh God, be good or, or be good. What was the song? I'm trying to think of the name. Be good it or you'll hilarious. be under the stairs. Yeah, it would absolutely was. Oh, here's the soundtrack. Let's see if I can find the list. It was one of, of those great, great raps from that golden age of rap where you oh, just- do the right thing by Redhead Kingpin and the FBI. 
It the FBI no that, that the was female the song the, that ended the, this movie. The female body inspector. Yeah, do the right. Well, you know, Fool did the right thing. He went back to to rescue uh, AJ Langer. So it's great. All right, Todd. So let's wrap it up. Um, either judging it ironically or judging it as a real film. How many uh, uh, chunks of Ving Rhames' body would you give this movie out of ten? I've got to do it like on the up and up because I, I just, just keep it straight. We don't really have a camp rating. Um, this movie felt like Wes Craven was kind of out of ideas at his time. He's like, and his approach and the script he, were so odd. He had an idea. He he stole it from a news story, but it yeah, just didn't, but make, didn't make a great idea. Bad. I'm yeah. going to give this one like four out of ten. It was not good. An honest it four out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't feel like where this was going, and yeah, it just it kind of struggled in so many. But it's watching it was was goofy and enjoyable, yeah. but not a. This would, if you're gonna go into like looking for like a real horror film, I would skip this one. But if yeah. you're looking for something campy, uh, a, a, a camp classic, this would be kind of there now. Yeah, I mean, again, there's nothing in this that's like there, there's some some body horror, like oh, he's got big rings up on a spit and he's carved him. But it's a dummy, you know. It's not. It's nothing. It's not it like hell, scared in this. Movie. It's not like it Hellraiser. Just, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so I were more goofy than they were like really scary. It was a lot more kind of low budget for that. So I'd have to agree. I'll go five out of ten because I was entertained, but it's 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 not a great film. And a lot of things just don't add up. And they're just like all of your gentrification issues and your, you know, uh class warfare stuff. It's just really, really way overstated. Living it living in a house living in a house that is so cracky that you got crackheads practically falling out of your ceiling vent. It was just it was yeah, it was too much. Um, so a little bit too hard. So, but anyway, all right, that's Shocktober week number one polished off, and uh, we'll be bringing you. Todd, are we are we revealing our Shocktober schedule? Is it uh, going to be sure? A I was just looking up on the schedule. So next week, Charlie will actually be a very timely one. Exorcist Believer. This is a new film, and essentially doing the Halloween thing, where it's essentially saying everything that came out of after Exorcist One was not real, was not canon. And this is essentially the wiped out exorcist. Yes. Nice. Good deal. Well, cool. Check it out before you listen and yeah. you get an opportunity to enjoy what we're going to say. Our hot takes and we may or may not have a guest. Sometimes we never know. Um, but anyway, friends, that is the end of the show. Uh, thank you for joining us. Todd, where do people find you out there? Um, I'm all in on threads. They really going well. So check out at T Oxtra at secret friends, you, on uh or, well actually it's secret friends unite so we get our full name on We're the whole the whole yes. shilly so willy they have a desktop app now charlie or desktop website oh, so you can do things there now okay. too which is new. okay it's, they have made switching accounts easier from instagram to going there so you can just switch and go okay so much better so i'm gonna go all in there i'm gonna still put stuff on twitter but uh i'm gonna move to to threads really full time uh, Twitter will be kind of like uh, just kind of keep in touch with everybody, but that's right. where I'll be. Interesting. Yes, I did uh, dig back into threads this week. I'm at the C. Th- I'm I'm not even at. I'm C three Carpenter. Spell out the C three because again, I got hacked last year, so I had to have a new identity. Over on X Twitter, I do stay somewhat active. I'm at the C three. Go ahead and spell it out uh, over there. Also trying to be a bit more active on Instagram, which would be the same as Threads. Uh, as always, my lovely wife April and I uh, do run the USS Grand Petoskey. We are one of the biggest chapters of Starfleet, the International Star Trek fan club in the 
the world. I am also very lucky to run Region 13, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you're a trekker within the sound of my voice, would like to meet trekkers in your neighborhood, give us a googs over at USS Grand Petoskey and uh, drop us a note, and I will help you get connected. That I mean, works it's like, for like me. If you're a single in the area, contact Yeah, us. I know. Se- sexy new trekkers in your area. I'm not going to go with sexy. Uh, just trekkers. Um, but with that, as, as always, I'm going to tell you, uh, say once more time, friends, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring. And to keep on trekking. Trucking. Whoops, 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 whoops. Trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a trek truck. Do the right thing and don't put people under your stairs. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.